0: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. I'm your host, Robert Gerrish. Flying Solo is an Australian online community and home to stacks of free resources, discussion forums, professional development tools, and a whole lot more. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Nigel Collin joins us today. He worked in creative industries for most of his professional life, and is currently touring Australia on a motorbike, seeking out and interviewing business innovators. The show starts with Nigel giving us some background.
1: A couple of years ago, I just had the idea of, of really wanting to go out in, into the country and and talk to people about what they're doing creatively and the ideas that they're having. And so, um, you know, the idea had its genesis in a discussion with a mate like many ideas. And, and so what I'm doing is is riding around Australia, basically, discovering... Really clever, really ingenious people who none of us have really ever heard of who are just doing incredible things Mm. and then interviewing them um, and through those interviews then sharing their stories because there are some amazing insights and some amazing lessons to be learned just from everyday people uh, around the country. And I, I also believe we're, we're a lot smarter than we give ourselves credit for. Mm. So, so that's what I'm doing and it's why I'm doing it.
0: Fantastic. It, uh, it sounds an awful lot like a TV program. I'm sure we'll see you on. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be on TV at some point. I bet it is. So, Watch this space. Yeah, exactly. So come on, who, who have you met? Who, who stands out so far? I know this is a relatively uh, recent uh, venture for you, but there must be someone that sticks in your mind that
1: you've met already. Look, there, there are a couple. Um, it's, it's a, it's an interesting um, question, actually, Robert, because you, you head off thinking, oh, here's a great story I want to capture, and along mm. the way you meet these people who you never expected to mm. meet, and more often than not, they're the ones you know that really stand out and that really inspire you. So, so there are a couple. Um, the, the one who absolutely, uh, I still. Um, Just uh, uh, you can hear me at the moment. I'm just still amazed. You're still not
0: sure how to describe
1: it. I'm not. um, (laughs) But I was was riding my motorbike up through the stony desert in South Australia, which is sort of between Port Augusta and Cooperpedia, and there's nothing there. If you've ever been out there, anybody has. It's Mm. literally nothingness, Uh, and you can go three or four hundred kilometres before a roadhouse. So I'm riding along one morning, and I'm probably four or 500 kilometers south of Alice Springs. Right. And ahead of me, I saw a pushbike, which is pretty unusual in a way. So I, I pulled over, and, and he pulled over, and we started to have a chat because I was really intrigued as to why this guy was riding a pushbike mm. through the middle of the desert. And uh, it turns out that his daughter lived in Darwin, and him and his mate uh, just decided would it would be a good idea to jump on their pushbikes and, and ride up there. And But not only that, they went through what, what's called the Streslecki track, and the Streslecki track is about 150 kilometres of dirt that I would not take my motorbike on kind of thing. That's
0: alone push bike. Um, let
1: alone a pushbike. Let mm. alone a pushbike, yeah. But what's, what's really inspiring is that his mate Bob was 67 years old, <laughs> but Dennis himself was 75 years old. You're kidding. And, and, it, and we still keep in touch, but it's just... What really astounded me was here are a couple of guys who just had an idea mm. and they didn't sit around and talk about it. They didn't get a committee together. They didn't ponder it. They just had an idea and they went and did it. And I, I, I love that because I often think we have these great ideas and we're too nervous or scared to, to do them. And it really is a, it's a literal example of get on your bike. Mm. And, and you've got to ask the question, you know, what's holding you back? from pursuing your ideas
0: yeah fantastic and, and let's 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 get into the topic is and i mean I'm, I'm guessing that 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 man as as it probably will with me now just sits in your mind constantly because it's it's uh, mm. it's wonderful isn't it and and as you say is that get on your bike is it's it's, uh, it's it's absolutely you know personified in what he's doing so this yeah. this notion of ideas you know where where do you where do they come from how as business owners you know uh, uh, as solo business owners micro business owners you know how do we get better ideas how do we get better at this whole topic
1: i actually think there's two answers to it i think ideas actually come from two different places there's the place where they just pop into your brain you're walking down the road and an idea just hits you mm. um it doesn't, of course, just hit you. There's a process going on behind the scenes that often we're not aware of. Mm. But often the best opportunities and the greatest ideas come from these serendipitous moments that we never saw uh, were going to be there. It's true having just real conversations with people and being very open to listening to your customers, to listening to your market, um, going to a function, for example, um, you know, going to a, 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 a conference or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and just having a chat for the sake of having a chat, mm. dropping the agenda, dropping the, the sales pitch. And it's often when you're open to those conversations that someone says something or, or an opportunity raises its head. And if you can just be open enough, that's, that's where the door's open. Mm. So that's one side of it. And I've seen that time and time and time again through Ingenious Eyes. The other side of it, which I think is probably more important, is the actual instigation of an idea. I think I personally think ideas need to be fit for purpose. They need to solve a problem. They need mm. to have a purpose. They they need to make a difference in some way, shape, or form. So often, it really is just a matter of sitting down and going, "What can we do to improve this best? How can we? What what ideas have we got to tackle this particular channel in mm. the market?"
0: And so, in other words, bringing bringing a very real focus to your to your ideas.
1: Yeah, now a couple of examples of this. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a pub in the Northern Territory called Daly Waters. It's quite famous out there. It's 200K from nowhere. It's off the main road. Um, it literally is a one-street town. It's basically the pub, Caravan Park, which they own. Um, every night they have 250 people dining there. <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's an amazing business. And mm. speaking with the owner there, Um, they are always looking around for how can they improve things. You know, what can they do to make things better? And it it really is a a conscious process of walking around and looking at what's happening and how can I improve that. And often it doesn't have to be uh, a quantum shift or a disruptive idea. I think this is one of the problems, Mm. you know, I saw in the corporate world. When we talk about ideas and innovation and all of that, it, it, you know, we always talk about the Googles and the Apples mm. of this world and, yep. and ideas have to be disruptive. You've got to go and invent the next iPhone, but you don't. No, you don't. And often it's the littlest change of something that can make an enormous difference for a business, especially, you know, for, as you say, a, a micro or a solo business. Mm. And there's another guy I met down in the Flinders Ranges, an incredible story. Um, his name is Shane Kelly, runs a company called Shelley & Kelly engineering, sorry. Mm. Um, Basically 30 years ago, his father invented a plough, built a couple of them because he figured he'd sell the other one to his neighbor and pay for it. Mm. And 30 orders later they decided they had an engineering business. Mm. Um, And that's a great example of just being really open to an opportunity. You know, that there was a point there where they went, you know what, there's more, there's more opportunity in this than in farming. Mm. And they went with it. Um, However, Shane, um, who now has quite a large organization, every Friday. Every Friday they have a meeting and their staff, their employees, and we can relate this back to us as solo and micro businesses, every Friday they come to a meeting, they have to bring a notebook of ideas that they've had during the week to improve the business. Now, that might be something as simple as moving a pallet from this side of the warehouse to that side of the warehouse because it makes it easier for the forklift to get Mm. in and out. A little idea like that that people have kind of dismissed, if you put it into play, it can make an enormous difference.
0: Yeah, look, so, I think I, I think. Sorry to cut across you. I think you're so right. I think it's just a point I just wanted to um, just kind of repeat because I think the it, it warrants emphasis is is i do think that sometimes and again particularly if you think of of our community people people like like you and me you know we're working by ourselves and we often don't have immediate access to people that we can kick around ideas with although we yes. might come onto that in a second um, but the notion that everything doesn't, ha- you know, every idea does not have to be massively in, uh, disruptive, it can be just slightly incremental, but, you know, adds a lot of little incremental changes, and you've mm. you've got some something big. And I think that, that idea of having a meeting where everybody comes with ideas, there's no reason why we can't do that by ourselves. There's no reason why we can't set aside an hour at the end of the week just to say, okay... I'm going to sit down, whether it's by myself or with a buddy mm. or with a friend or over a coffee and just brainstorm three or four ideas. I mean, it, it's, it, it need not be so difficult.
1: No, ab- mm. absolutely not. And one of the, just to give everybody a simple tool that I, I'd kind of say most people aren't using is mm. just allocate yourself 10 minutes a day, just 10 minutes mm. to sit down and think. Because I think one of the reasons we don't have great ideas is we actually don't think. And it's, you know, turn off the phone, just, just sit and ponder your business. Where can you improve things? What can you do? And if we spent just 10 minutes a day thinking and everybody can find 10 minutes, it, it would be amazing the number of ideas you come up with. Mm. It's, it's also one of the ideas I like the word ingenious and why we, we use the word ingenious because ingenious doesn't mean disruptive. It doesn't mean innovative. What it means is clever. Yeah. It means unique, so it does have to be different. Otherwise, everybody else is doing it, and it's got to be fit for purpose. And I think that's the really big key to this. Mm, yes, is sure. whatever you, ideas you have have to have a payoff somehow?
0: Yeah, fit for purpose. But fit for purpose is a very nice expression. So if we and I, I, you've just reminded me of, um, and uh, you know, it's not like I invented this idea or anything. But um, you know, I'm, I've done a few talks where I've asked people in the room, solo businesses, when do you have your best ideas? And surprise, surprise, no one has ever said I have my best ideas when I'm staring at my monitor. You know, we have them, you know, it's true, isn't it? We have our ideas when we're away from our desk, when we're out walking, when we're with friends, when we're in the shower, when we're trying to get to sleep. So as you say, having this 10 minutes, a period of time where you can give yourself full permission to step away from your desk, go somewhere else, do something else. You know, maybe 10 minutes, turn it to half an hour and go for a walk around the block. It's it's. We need to do that, don't we? We need to shift away from our normal being in order to our normal situation in order to um, let the flow of ideas um, really happen.
1: Look, absolutely. And if, if you want to extend the idea, maybe we should also add 10 minutes of non-thinking time. Mm. Yes, okay. <laughs> right, where, where we think about stuff and then we just go. I mean, one of the great things about riding a motorbike is that, you know, I come back from 10 days on the road and I'm just full of ideas. Mm. and and perspectives and insights because uh, all the baggage is gone for Mm, a while. And and I think as solo businesses, you know, it is really hard to do that because we are alone or, you know, it it is difficult to have that discipline of just because it's not slacking off and often I think we equate, you know, let's just go to a cafe, have a cup of coffee just for the sake of doing that. And you'll feel refreshed, and when you come back to your office, you'll 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 come at it with a new vigour. Yeah. Whereas I think the, the 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 trap many of us often fall into is, you know, we, we just keep barging away because we know it's important to keep going. Mm. Um, and it is very important. You're right. Mm.
0: Tell me when you're. I'm dying to say, when you're on your motorbike, and knowing you, you <laughs> as you say, you're going to have a thousand ideas every couple of kilometres. How you, How do you capture them? What are you doing? Pulling over to the side of the road and scribbling them down, or have you got a little microphone in your helmet or something? What are you? How are you capturing it, your it's, ideas? It's a good as question.
1: Um, it's a really good question. Uh, once I've I've kind of figured out the idea, yes, I'll, I'll either pull over and I just use. them. I've got a smartphone and iPhone, yeah. so I either voice record it or I just type it in. I I've never. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about a bike, you can't do it while you're riding, obviously. No. But I think Only often, once. And, and what I learned years ago when I. I um, you know, years ago, I had an entertainment company. I grew up in the events um, mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. And, and what I learned very early on is if I try to force an idea out or I try to um, articulate an idea as soon as it kind of gestates, uh, I don't get it properly. Mm-hmm. Often, uh, you know, what I've learned is you often have to just sit back and let the idea find you and let it work its magic. So, to answer your question, is you're riding along and an idea pops into your head, you kind of, ooh, you, you get excited, you think about it. The great thing about a bike is you can't think about it too much or you die, right? So you've got to keep focused, <laughs> mm. and that allows that allows the thought or the idea or the impulse or whatever that is, mm. just to sort of mull around in the back of my mind. So that at the end of the day, when I stop, there is that moment of lightning strikes—you know, the light bulb goes off on top mm. of the brain. And the reason for that—and um, there's lots of neurological science and research done on this—but the reason for it is my mind has basically been working on it without me. Yep and it gives it time to bounce around and to 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 evolve mm, perfect. Um, so often when an idea pops up yes I'll, I'll jot it or i'll mentally note it but i won't
0: you won't develop it
1: i won't develop it i'll let yeah. it develop itself for a mm. while i think that's really important
0: mm, very good point point. and it's um yeah it's a nice, nice um analogy and uh you know, a nice clear way to um for people to imagine that i think to put ourselves on a motorbike and the fact that we can't actually stop there and really give it a lot of thought but we can maybe capture a theme and then park it in our subconscious and it'll you know, have the mm. assurance it'll pop back and visit us later
1: yeah and if it doesn't it's probably not a great one
0: yes so let's let's go back to this um the the on your bike um phrase that you used before which is you know it w- was the instance of uh, of this um, delightful man actually doing it you know getting the bike out the shed pumping the tires up and off he goes so as businesses again how do we do that what what are you what are your tips on okay once we've got these great ideas um, what do we do? You know, sometimes the for, for some people listening, I'm sure sometimes the issue is 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 less, is less about actually creating ideas. But what to do with all these goddamn
1: ideas? Yeah, and it, it is an it's an issue <laughs> mm. <laughs> because everybody has a lot of ideas. You know, the, the world, I remember listening to a movie producer once saying the world is full of ideas, mm. and, and he's right. It's finding that right idea, the killer idea that's going to that's gonna work. I think what you need to do is if you have a pool of ideas, it helps you. It's almost like a big funnel. And in the top of the funnel, you've got all of your ideas. And at the bottom of the funnel, what you really want to do is filter the ones that are going to be the most viable. So there comes a moment when you actually have to sit down and go, well, what was my goal in the first place? What is it that I'm trying to achieve? What is the problem that I'm trying to, to overcome? Mm. And, and sift through the ideas and be quite dogmatic. This is where you don't want to be creative, is when you're evaluating an idea. You actually want to be quite bombastic. Mm-hmm. And you want to look for the fatal flaws, which is, is you know, what's wrong with that idea? What, what Why won't it work? And you need to be very analytical. What you don't want to do is be analytical while you're having the ideas, while you're letting the ideas evolve. It's almost like a completely separate process. Okay. And and often when you're working by yourself, it's very easy because ideas are precious and because you've created the idea, it's your baby and, and we tend to want to hold on to them and think that they're wonderful and we go, oh, that's just the best idea ever and and it may not be the best idea that you've got. So it's a real discipline and I think the way to do it is to get very structured. And to go, right, I've got this pool of three or four ideas that I've had over the last couple of days, which is the one? And then you need to sit down and get really analytical and look at it. Which is most feasible? Mm. In other words, which can actually get done? You know, I'm not Google. I don't have the billions of dollars of resources. So, you know, how easy will it be to get venture capital, for example? Mm. Um, Is it viable? You know, if I do manage to get this idea out in the world, is it actually going to make a huge difference to my business or my clients or my community? Um, what's wrong with the idea? So these are just questions you've got to, and you've really got to get analytical, um, yeah, bombastic, yeah. nasty almost with your ideas. I think that's, the, I often think that, that we go into acting on an idea without thinking about it too much. Now that may sound like it contradicts Dennis because Dennis just had his idea and, and went with it. Hmm. But Dennis had just one idea. So I think first we've got to find the idea. Once we've got the idea, we just need to do something. Yeah. There is great magic in activity. There is just magic in doing stuff. I've always been a believer if you just keep doing stuff, things will happen. Mm. And there's a guy who I met in far north Queensland who owns Far North, North Queensland's largest tourism attraction. I had never even known it existed, called Paranella Park.
0: I was going to say it has to be a big something, a big, yeah, big no. banana or a big. Something.
1: Well, this is int- This was by like back in the 1930s, a Spanish immigrant named Jose Par- Pan- Pan- Paranella mm-hmm. um, bought this big plot of land that had a waterfall on it. So he, he built Queensland's first hydroelectric plant. <laughs> and what's really interesting, he wasn't an engineer or a mechanic, he knew nothing about these sort of things. He was a baker by trade. And this is actually quite an interesting lesson because he thought, well, I want to do that. How do I do it? So he went and found and associated with people who knew how to do this sort of stuff. He learned from them. He collaborated with them. He got them involved. And so often, you know, just working alone, we can extend our team, Mm. obviously. And he built this thing. Anyway, um, it went into rack and ruin and a guy called Mark and Judy Evans, his wife, took it over 20 years ago. And I was talking to him about, you know, the challenges of having a business. And one of the things that stands out with Mark, and this really relates back, was he went every day, every day we have ideas. We have ideas every day, and most of them will fail. But we're not scared of trying something and failing because you, and this was the magic moment you don't learn anything if you don't fail. Hmm. And I think what happens with ideas is once we've analyzed them, we've got the idea. We get scared to do something with it in case it doesn't work mm, or in case it frozen. fails. Yep. And we can't afford to do that. You know, you've know, you just got to get on your bike. You've got to do something with the idea. Mm. What is that something? And the other, the other thing we need to think about is often there's so many things that need to be done, it's hard to do anything. So what I do, I, I write a big list and I figure out what's the one thing I need to do first. So Just this is thing.
0: this is this is assuming and, and using the, the example of Mark there as well, he'd he'd challenged his idea um and he knew he had a very clear goal, which was to turn this somewhat forgotten by the sounds of it, um sort of property into a successful tourist attraction. So he had a very, very clear goal, didn't he? An objective for his ideas. So he'd challenge them, um, and then he was he was he was taking the actions. And it's the same w- with the example that you just used. When you write your list, presumably these are a list of a list of actions for ideas that have been challenged. Would that be right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Because yeah. without getting too complex about it, you, you can go and act on an idea, but if it's the wrong idea,
0: mm. you're
1: going to waste a lot of time and resources. Now, yeah. often you're never going to know, and and this is the thing. Um, You've just got to try it. And if it fails, you've got to go, well, that's just the process of implementing ideas.
0: Yep.
1: Not everything you put into play is going to work. It's not. However, and this is what Mark was saying, but it has to be driven by a goal, it has to be fit for purpose. And if you look at Dennis and his bike, you know, riding to Darwin, mm. he had the most amazing clear purpose. Mm. It was so simple. I want to see my daughter in Darwin. Mm. That was it. Mm. Uh, you know, everything else kind of doesn't matter. Um, and he just decided that the the push bike up the road would be the way to do it. Mm. So we've got to have a clear goal. We've got to have a clear vision. We've got to have a clear purpose, and then we've just got to decide what's the best way to get there, and what do we need to do to make it happen. And it really is that simple. Mm. And I always I always like to think, what's just what just do one thing towards it. You Because know, if you have a list of 10 things you've got to do, I've got to speak to the bank, I've got to do some market, oh, I've got to go talk to a designer, I've got to talk to some clients about that, I need to find someone who knows a bit more. It's too hard. Mm. Just what's one thing you need to do? Yeah. Just what's one thing? Maybe just ring one client and ask them what they think. And then when you've done that one thing, do another one thing.
0: Tell me, do you, you're clearly a very creative person. You work in, you know, you have a, a, a history, a career that's come up through creative industries in various shapes and forms. What about when you come across someone, and, and I'm sure you've met these people, and uh, I know I certainly have, who just say, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You know, I'm not that <laughs> kind of person um that 's just not true is it what do you how, what do you think
1: that is so not true that 's one of the reasons I started ingenious Oz um, because i 've got a real thing about you know most it 's true most people don't think they're very creative most people don 't think their ideas are of any value, and that 's just misconception that 's mm. just the way it 's plugged to us you know it's this is this um you know, once we start siloing people going, you're creative or you're not creative, or, or we put a, uh, an image out there in the world that great ideas belong to only highly creative people, what that does, it shuts everybody else down. But mm. studies have been done that we're a lot more creative than we think we are. There's a guy called George Land in the 60s in America, he did a great study, He gave a creativity test to a bunch of five-year-old kids, and they, 98% of them scored highly creative, which doesn't surprise anybody. Mm. Five years later, he did it again to the same group of kids, and it fell down to 30%. Five years later, we gave it to them again. Only 12% scored highly creative. They've done the test before. And one of the reasons for it is not that we become less creative, but we use our creativity less or we believe that we are less creative because blocks start to happen. In business, it's about money. We've got to make a living. Mm. So we play safe. Um, You know, through through education, we're told that this is the right answer, that's the wrong answer, so there is no gray. You know, I've been a bit extreme, but... As we go through life, the stakes get higher. We play less. We take less time to just sit and ponder and go and have a cup of coffee for the hell of it. And as a result, we become less creative. And at the same time, we're looking around us at all these advertising people and and people who drink lattes for breakfast. And you know, and 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 you go, well, I'm not one of them. Mm. But you are. You're a lot more I don't even know the people we're talking to, but I can I I do know this, a lot more creative than they give themselves credit for, and the ideas are better than they think they are. And it's one of the reasons for Ingenious Oz because I don't want to talk to creative leviathans. I want to go and talk to people who are just out there on the front lines doing it in business Mm. and are coming up with great ideas.
0: Yeah. And look, and I think, you know, right to your starting point about giving yourself some time to sit and think, it's like anything um, in our brain and our habits, our behaviours. You know, sometimes we need to bring things to the fore, do a little bit of training and bring that um, creativity that we, that we all thought we had and knew we had as five-year-olds, bring it back, allow it to be free again. And it's, it's giving it some time, isn't it? Giving it a bit of space on a regular basis, which you said at the outset.
1: Look, look it is. And with, you know, it's the old confidence thing. A lot of people aren't confident their idea is going to work. Mm. Um, but the more you do it, the, you, you can't fake confidence. You, you've got a stumble, stumble trip stumble stumble trip until you start to get the hang of it um so that's why to just do it just get on your bike just do it um yes we can learn i think that's important you know i'm I'm always reading i'm always going to seminars i'm always learning from people Mm. but at the same time i always pushing myself to just just get it done
0: fantastic now look to learn more about you to follow your journey where should we head to
1: um you can head to ingenious oz which is spelled oz au
0: and that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo. I'm Robert Gerrish, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're looking to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, you'll find heaps of resources at FlyingSolo.com.au and a supportive community on our forums and Facebook. Thanks for listening.